welcome back to the red debate it's been half a season since we last did our podcast and it's fair to say quite a lot has changed we were champions we did a title special we're now well clinging on for dear life it's christmas and i'm joined as usual by tom vergazia how are you doing tom yeah i mean on football terms <laughs> bleak but i'm sure we'll come to that but on life terms i'm all right considering mate yeah not bad good stuff well hanging in there during the pandemic obviously we've uh we've taken a bit of a break since winning the title um i guess there wasn't too much to debate about when we were winning every week but it felt like the right time to come back um there's quite a lot of question marks in pretty much every area of the team at the moment currently sitting in fourth and potentially title bid and um, trying to retain the the title over so I mean let's just start with what's your general mood at the moment because I guess the last podcast we did we were we related were we were talking about you know history makers and best best football memory of all time um, how are you feeling now? Well yeah I mean I think we've probably talked about this before but we, we actually started this podcast just before Kiev didn't we and then yeah. on a fairly solid run right through until this last month we've been one of the best teams in the world undoubtedly um, yeah and I mean we, we you and I started this podcast because we often have disagreeing a bit uh, you know we often disagree with one another on Liverpool related matters uh, so yeah it was started as a debate forum and we were just winning the whole time and there was not much to debate other than how far could this go um, but it, it's a horrible sinking feeling in that it, it there's a sense that it might have gone as far as it can go um, through you know, a whole variety of factors. Um, it's just, the, my overall mood is one of frustration, to be honest, Smith. And where does that frustration lie? Like, who who do you think is to blame for this, if anyone? Oh, I I'm not going to go and point fingers at this stage, but <clears throat> the frustration, is, it just feels relentless, doesn't it? It's two steps forwards, one step back. Like, even down to minor details of two great wins on the bounce against Tottenham and West Ham, both away fixtures. And then we go into this one and Alisson's out. Money's not fit. Fabinho's not fit. It's just, it. the, the injury situation's absolutely unprecedented. It's, yeah, I, I, it, I mean, you know, there's people saying Klopp's run us into the ground with his training methods and his work ethic. And you can question the size of the squad and all that. I, I just think we've had a serious series of unfortunate events, what with the injuries. Like it, it's not like they're all soft tissue injuries as well. There's loads of impact injuries. It's it's just crazy. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I've had numerous arguments in the last couple of months about uh, the squad should be able to, you know, deal with these injuries, particularly when you're champions. But I mean, I said to you off air, the problem is, no matter how much money you have, if you lose someone like Virgil Van Dijk for the entire season, he's the best player in that position in the world. So you can spend two hundred million on someone; we're still going to be worse without him. And when you yeah. combine Gomez, Mane, who's now out, obviously, and the knock-on effect of um, bringing Fabinho and Henderson out of the midfield and into the defence, it has been just a catalogue of serious bad fortune. And I, I defy any any sports team in the world, not just football, any sports team in the world, to have the kind of injuries that we have had to such key players and maintain their consistency and quality. And it, I, was, I think that the difficulty is, obviously, having been so dominant for, for two years, basically, literally like perfect in every aspect, it just we, we, we'll such, come to such that. a leveller. It's such a leveller. Yeah, it, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it really is. There's so much to say on that point, but like, I'll, I'll start by agreeing with you. 
your Van Dyke point. I, I flippantly said on Twitter earlier that we'd be better off if we had if we played with ten men as long as one of the ten was Van Dyke, <laughs> rather than the you know makeshift back uh, centre back pairings. And I, I was half joking, but am I joking? I'm not really sure. You know, <laughs> the, the work the work that Van Dyke does in that back line is is you. You, you can't account for for losing him really um you, uh, like you say yeah he, even had we gone out and bought any other center back in the world immediately we'd still be worse off mm. but you, you just, i mean you look down our list of um of of top transfers uh you got van dyke at 77 million Allison 56 Cater 54 yotta 45 fabinho 44 salah 39 mane 35 and one of them is fit at the moment you know, I, yeah. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna hold me on this cater issue, but I was waiting for you to say that. Let's let's have a separate section on cater. But of of our top seven most uh, expensive purchases ever, they're all still in, in our squad, and one of them is fit at the moment. Okay, like, so uh, you know, City lose Stone. If City lose Stones, Dias and uh, Laporte. The same thing happens to them. Last season, they were well off the pace, and everyone was like, "Oh, they they had Laporte out for the season, and they didn't um, replace company." For some reason, we have this severe injury crisis, and the world doesn't seem to, the footballing world doesn't seem to be looking on it exactly the same way. I agree there, and I, and I think to put a bit of context on it, City at this time last season, I believe, were it was around twenty points off us. You know, we are yeah, still Tw- seven, seven points off City as it stands. Yeah, and 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 in in 2018, 2019, we were just looking at this, weren't we? 2018, 2019, um, we'd we'd uh, we were seven points clear on third of January. We played them on third of January, at which point we were seven points clear. Then they beat us two one, and they go on to win. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's definitely not over, but it does have the feel of uh, it, it's slipping away, and it's all well. Obviously, it's out of our control now, um, but. I guess your point just then naming the players that were were top transfers. The criticism I've heard a lot of recently is that those players you listed and Cater being one of them, um, we haven't got a good enough squad. And I think that is just obviously apparent. Uh, even the most diehard Liverpool fan and most positive Liverpool fan cannot be happy with the squad options that we've got right, right now where you're playing... Shaqiri, right now is the point, Dibon. though. Right now is the point, though, because you, you, I don't disagree with you in terms like like that bench that we put out against Brighton was laughable. Like I said to you today, it's like it's like the bloody throwback times when we're fielding teams with Ngog and Jovanovic. Honestly, yeah. that bench was 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 awful last night. It's what it's probably one of the worst benches in terms of options to turn to that we fielded in Klopp's competitive Liverpool career. Yeah, for shocking. Premier League game for a Premier League game at least, but I. I think our squad is good enough if they're all fit, right? Like we were looking at the squad when when they were all available, and there would be top class players not even making the squad. Like Shakiri wasn't even making the squad when they're all fit, and that, and now he has to start. And I agree with you; he he's not good enough to be starting games, but he he's certainly good enough to be affecting games, and he has done throughout his Liverpool career. He's just we like he's not good enough to start, let alone you know be be our first option off the bench. Neither of which he needs to be when our squad's intact. That is true, but I guess we have been incredibly fortunate over the last two or three years. Well, pretty much since since the squad came together, because this squad has been together. This is their, fir- their fourth season, pretty much as as the same squad, with the odd majority addition, of them, yeah. like Allison and and yeah. and so on. Um, but the key like core of the squad is the same, and we've avoided almost yeah. all serious injuries, like Salah, Firmino, and we, Mane. We... 
We have. So it, is have, it a but question that's by design, of though. If this you look, was like, People keep bringing it up. Well, I don't know. I th- that's by design. Aside from Oxlade Chamberlain, who I, I know you and I disagree on him as well as Cater. Aside from Oxlade Chamberlain, the rest of them, um, you, you take out Van Dyke's big injury that he had at Southampton. The rest of them don't have injury records. Like Cater wasn't ever injured. Allison, <laughs> ironically, before Adrian joined, Allison had missed about six games in his career. And now he's getting injured every other week. And and Cater had never even someone like Matip was very um, consistent before joining Liverpool. Matip was arguably fairly consistent from an injury point of view and, until we really needed him. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> when, he, when he first came, he was getting the odd injury, but now he's just, yeah, turned into a Ledley King, isn't he? He's a great, great player, Joel Matip, and it's so frustrating because when he does play, he's excellent, but you just can't keep him on the pitch. I do agree with you that we had had a slice of fortune, but I also think that we made that fortune with our recruitment. Our, our recruitment's been nothing short of phenomenal. If you, if like, obviously you don't sit there as a football fan and watch things with the finances in mind, thinking, isn't it great to be winning these football games and not having spent much money? But to become a sustainable winning model, that has to apply, particularly if you don't have oil, oil money bag owners. And I think given, given the constraints that, that the recruitment team are working under, I think they've done a great job. I do agree. However, I do think that there is a glaring error. And we made this um, when Brendan Rodgers almost won the league as well. And the error is, obviously, this time we are champions. But let's say, uh, let's just compare the two seasons and the signings afterwards. Incredibly underwhelming, I think. Um, and oh, we've... mate, when, you, when, you, when your recruitment after a trophy is at Adrian or Seth Vandenberg and Harvey Elliott, when that's the entirety of your recruitment, yeah. it's, not, it's not strengthening from a winning position, which is what kept Ferguson at the very top for such a long time. It's, it's, it's not doing that. You're, you're right on that front, yeah. Exactly, yeah. I mean, we've, we've obviously added Thiago and, and Jota in, but the general feeling, I think, is that we had a real chance of you know, get, getting a couple of absolute monsters in, in the summer. And you could say that we got that in, in Tiago, you know, yeah. the top, top world-class player. And it, yeah. if the Everton injury hadn't have happened, maybe things would be different right now. Yeah. But you go from being this elitist, almost perfect squad. And I yeah. personally felt, even at the time when we were steamrolling everyone still and top of the league, you know, two months ago, um, I still felt we didn't have... A good enough squad and at some stage it would come back to bite us and obviously I, 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 I yeah I don't think we have enough uh rolls of the dice when it comes to chasing goals like mm. e- even if Jota was fit I don't think we have enough rolls of the dice Did, like bring I, I don't I'm sorry to say this to any Origi fans I don't really want to see Divock Origi play for Liverpool ever again to be honest with you um and and that's I not totally just, agree and and that's not just a flippant like we've just lost and he's been embarrassing lately view that's just I've thought that for a long time he just he just isn't it at this level anymore we you know we um we were talking about him maybe going out on loan to Wolves or Brighton I, I don't think he'd get in the team for either of them really he's I don't, I don't poor, think he'd make he? a significant he's, he's, difference he's a poor poor footballer yeah <laughs> I, he I is. love him I love him and we've got our own personal ties to him having drafted him in our, in our fantasy team but <laughs> I mean if if he lines up against you uh for anyone playing Liverpool, I think you're laughing these days because he's just awful. Like nine times out of ten, he's non-existent, and when he does get chances, he fluffs it. 
his, his little cameo he, against Brighton was a disgrace. It was awful. It, 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 uh, I just cannot forget that one where Robertson's clear through and he sort of takes yeah. the ball off Robertson and then just pumps it out. Pumps it out for a goal kick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh God! But but that, that I mean, is where we are, easy. isn't it? The, the front it three we're we so so reliant on the front three's perform. Even if you include Jota, a front four, most elite teams have a front six and can rotate at least five anyway, and can rotate in and out. You know, we yeah. are so reliant on Mane and Salah that Mane's like missing is one player. If you even without the other injuries, Mane missing is, is such a big influence on our in on our performance it really is and that add that to the idea that you don't know what Roberto Firmino is going to turn up absolutely world class against Tottenham and then stunk the place out again yesterday but I, there's so many factors to it mate like I'll you know let's just let's just say this if we're in you know we're not in an awful position we probably still will qualify for the Champions League but at this point if if Salah had been injured we, we'd probably be bottom third of the league yeah. Salah's absolutely carried us through this. It's hard to it's hard to deny. I think like some people listening this to this will be like, "Oh, don't be so fucking negative." You know, we we could still win the league, and obviously we could. Still we could win the mathematically. League. We, we but, could but be psychologically. Psychologically, I don't think we will. Mathematically, we could, but psychologically, I, I I'm just not sure we're good enough. I I personally get my feeling uh, looking at the bunch of players that we've got, and I'm not inspired at all by Ben Davies or or Kabak. Um. My gut Kabak, feeling. Kabak, I think, is an improve. Kabak could be an improvement on the. Uh, I mean, look how right. shocking Schalke have been this year. I know, and, and last but, year. But but he's a he's a player who um, plenty of teams have tra- tracked. Like Maldini was tracking him at Milan. Bayern Munich were after him. We were talking about paying forty million for him in the summer. Which, which ironically, a lot of people talked about our recruitment, which got hampered by COVID. A lot of people said, "Yeah, it's a decent window. We bought in Yotta and we bought in Thiago." But then the flip side to that was we've sold Lovren and Kiana Herbert to finance it both of whom would probably have been getting games during this period. In yeah. fact, Lovren definitely would have been getting games. Lovren would have been absolutely key for us during this period. Oh, 100%. Herver would have probably got the games that Reese Williams got. And we didn't sign Kabak. In the, like, not that people were basing that on what they thought of Kabak as a player, but they were basing it on the number of bodies. Like, I remember you and I debating the idea, were we happy with Fabinho as a fourth-choice centre-back? And I, I held my hand up and said, yes, I was happy with that. And you said, no. It turns out you were right. For different reasons, though. <laughs> I was right in terms of I wasn't obviously expecting our three senior centre-backs to be out for the season now. Uh, but I originally said no because I, of what is now apparent, it, which is we need him in centre midfield. Yeah, so both, I didn't, both points are true. Can, yeah. I mean, Jamie, Jamie Carragher always says, doesn't he? He says you cannot have your centre-backs going in and out of the team. Your centre-backs have to be consistent. They have to be available for 38 games a season. Mm. My, my brother's point about Gomez and Matip has always been, however good you think they are, they're always around the corner from an injury. And it's fucked us over this season. Yeah, it has. It has. And that's why I was, I was about to say, for me, the feeling of this season now is just survival. Survive, make sure we get top four, and we go back next season with a full-strength team uh, and give it's, it a proper challenge. Well, it's going to significantly affect our recruitment in the summer if we don't finish in the Champions League place. Do you think we've given Klopp enough? Like, if you if you were Klopp, would you be happy, or would you be saying like you've completely fucked me here? Like, I'm going to obviously still try and win the league, but in real in reality, we we've we've got a real fight on our hands now for the top four place. I, I still think we'll come second, Smith. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I convinced. We'll I still think yeah. we could, and I do think we could beat City. 
it's the kind of game that we'd for a one-off game will raise our level again and they'll obviously attack us which plays into we're, our hands we're better when teams try and play football against yeah. us yeah I, I i i mean to take things away from the negativity that we're, we're on in this last little phase of the discussion i i you know liverpool football club mad things happen it, it really wouldn't surprise me if we had a great champions league run and came second as well I think We've got given the, given the injuries, that. that would be a fantastic season. It would be a fantastic season. season. But let, I mean, let's say Kabak is a player. Let's say Kabak's a player and he plays in there alongside Fabinho and we have a midfield of Henderson, Wijnaldum, Thiago and the front three can stay fit. Well, it, there's no reason we can't give the Champions League a proper crack. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Because I mean, the Champions League, aside from Atleti, is full of teams that play football against us as well. I'd, I'd fancy us against anyone remaining in the Champions League except for City, to be honest. But we're assuming there that the likes of Fabinho and Mane and Alisson come back and remain fit. That's that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas in reality, given what's happened so far this season, at least one of them will be off for a certain amount of games again, I'd imagine. Alisson's a bit of a worry for me. Seems to be picking up niggles all the time at the moment. Do we, do, do we know what this is? Is this illness, they haven't said whether it's COVID or not? No, Klopp did say before... Uh, pre-game in his press interview that it wasn't COVID. So, fingers crossed okay. that he is back for the City game. Because I mean, that's essential, isn't it? Yeah, we absolutely need need him. That, that said, Kelleher was all right against Brighton, you know. <laughs> he was, yeah. And, and I guess that, that leads on to my next question, which is, we've, we've obviously done some negatives there. What what are the positives, if any? Like, What are the key things that you can take away and think, you know, we've still got cause to be optimistic? Um, Don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm only joking. That's um, one thing I would say, and it, it's a Can point I've seen, it's a point I've seen raised elsewhere, is that Brighton played absolutely out of their skin against us. They they were fantastic, and they celebrated it like they'd won the Champions League as well. Yeah, they did. Yeah, um, it, yeah. It just shows you that coming to Anfield remains in opponents' eyes the acid test. Like te- teams raise their game for us massively, and we had a seriously depleted side. Um, and still, you know, it's out for, for opponents to come to Anfield and play against us. I, like, what's positive is that's we were fucking awful in that game, but we do have performances in us like West Ham and Tottenham. Yeah, I, I agree with and, you. And, I, and so many players were off colour. It's not, it's not like you can look around the team and say they, they all played well, don't know what went wrong. I think that it's a collection of lots of things going on, lots of players being off colour. Robertson didn't play particularly well, Trent he's been in a bit of a slump recently hasn't he aside from the two London fixtures the last two um, Firmino was poor again it, like I think the positives to take from it are that we just didn't perform well and, and there, are, there are other gears to go through hmm, that is true for me I think the biggest positive is we can't really get much worse in terms of form from this current group of players who are used to obviously a top level and we're still in the top four you know, exactly. Yeah. Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal are all below us still. Yeah. Um. So it it could be worse, to be honest. And it given our worse. injuries, you know, we we are in touching distance of United, Leicester, even City. I guess if we win. And the, and the good thing is, I fancy us in those head games. Like I think we'll beat Leicester. City, I'm less sure. I think we'll beat Leicester. Uh, like I'd fancy us in a head to head against the teams that are in around it with us. We're, we're, we've turned into what like the opposite of what we used to be. We're, we're yeah. beating the top teams. Like in, in some of Klopp's earlier years, we'd, we'd beat everyone and struggle in the head-to-heads against big teams. We're, we're, we're like, I'd much rather play against Leicester than Sheffield United. That's the current state of things. Yeah. 
Yeah, that sounds sounds silly, bizarre, but... isn't it? It's true. Well, we've only won one game against the bottom six this season, which is Mr. awful. Like that is we do. Okay, I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, where, okay. Cater's I can't. I, I'm chucking it out there. I've said it before in the podcast. Naby Cater is one of the problems we've got because in times like this, you need players like Oxley Chamberlain, who I've reversed my opinion you, you, on him you, as well. By the way, okay. Uh, I was going to say, mate, you can't. You can't. Okay. No, no, he's he's in the same the same bracket now as Navigator, where we've we've paid a lot of money for them, and we cannot rely on them. And the it's at these times that those squad players need to be able to perform, and they we cannot rely. Yeah, one of one available, and two be able to chip in. Yeah, and instead yeah, I mean, we're relying on like a thirty-five-year-old James Milner to play four games in a row, who cannot do that anymore. And that's the problem with Navigator. Yeah, there's a reason. Cl- no, I, I don't disagree. The, the difference between Cater and Chamberlain is Klopp plays Cater when he's fit. And, and Chamberlain can't get in the team ahead of a 35-year-old James Milner. Chamberlain, for me, is... He looked awful. Is, is, is a, wor- is a worry, didn't he? He was awful. I, I was hoping he'd start, actually. He's still he, he, quite he front-footed. Like he, he made a nice little cameo against West Ham, but he, I, I would be fuming if we had to start him for a run of games. Incidentally, City would probably be the game I'd least worry about in, but that's not me saying I want him to start. I, I, I get your point. Availability is as key as ability, in, in particularly in situations like this. Like if, yeah. if you know, if all the players have been recruited and deemed to have the ability, availability then becomes so significant, and it, and it's just fucking us up at the moment. Agreed. So, I mean, where where are your criticisms then? Um, I mean, I think we're too predictable. I think there's the um, I put a tweet up about the average positions for the um, for the players against Bournemouth, and it was the classic fullbacks high, Salah slightly ahead of uh, well, it was Shakiri on on uh, yesterday's game, and for me, I mean, just in just behind the the average positions for all basically all eleven players on the pitch, whichever eleven we play, have been exactly the same for three years. I think there's a strong case for teams having crit found a formula to play against us that works and in the absence of van dyke we're not getting those second recoveries so mm. the whole swing it into their box people question like what's the point in swinging the swinging the ball into the box to the, to the front three two of whom are five for eight and for me those are often back at the halfway line what's the point in that well the like Klopp's turnover game has been about transitions Swing the ball into the box. Their centre back clears it. We win the transition, and then we're in the final third, and they're out of defensive structure. Like that, that's been such a successful model. But you know, when their centre backs clearing the ball, they used to clear it to a Fabinho or a Van Dijk, shutting that space and winning those, dominating those areas. But now they're clearing the ball, and it's going over little Thiago's head, and that strips over. It's it's a totally different proposition. Yeah, like, that's I think a really good point. Out a formula to play against us. And, do you not think there are they that are key figures? Do you not think there are they that some criticism has to go towards Klopp there? Because at times when we haven't played well, we have just had a plan A. There's been no plan B, and these these aimless crosses that we're swinging in at the moment just aren't working, are they? So, but they're not. Surely it's down to Klopp to do something different. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he tried it, didn't he? The last time out against City, he played all four strikers. Um, he, he's just been fucked over. It's a yes and a no for me. Like he didn't. I don't think he needed to play Henderson, Thiago, and Wijnaldum against against Brighton, who were, were always going to play against us like that. Like Eve Basuma was doing the role of two men 
last Agreed. night. Uh, well, I think the one for me was Milner. He didn't need to play James Milner. He could have no, played Thiago Cur- Wijnaldum. Curtis Jones or, yeah, one of the other attacking players. You play, play a 4-2-3-1. We've seen him do it. Like, in fact, the first time Klopp used the 4-2-3-1 was, do you remember years ago against Brighton? Solanke played up front and Firmino played just behind him. Oh, yeah. Him. yeah. The first time I can recall Klopp doing, doing that. And he's toyed with it with Salah through the middle a couple of times in 18-19. Well, quite a few times in 18-19. Did it less last season and he just seems to have abandoned it now. Um, but yeah, we, we doesn't, he doesn't seem keen to mix it up. But I think that's probably because if the ship's unsteady, the onus, he, he might want him to try and steady it in areas he knows he can. And and obviously, Will, uh, Wijnaldum and Milner are steadying influences. Salah from the right, Mane from the left when fit. He knows what he's going to get from those situations. But yeah, I, I, it's it's a really frustrating situation because we, you know, we bought Thiago for these situations entirely, didn't we? To come and help us what's, play against low block what's, teams. What's your not, thoughts on Thiago then? <laughs> what's your thoughts on Thiago? I feel sorry for him, mate. I think he must be, it, it, he must be devastated with what's happening. He, he he saw all the excitement we had for him coming in. He he wasn't anticipating this. I feel right. sorry for him. He, he's an absolute joy to watch play football. Um, I, I think he is a great example of how difficult it is to play in a club football team. The same thing happened with Cater. I know you think I keep going on about Cater, but Cater's debut against West Ham, Klopp himself has said it, said Cater was brilliant when he first came and then Klopp coached him and he got worse. I think you can see that Thiago looks a little bit lost at times and, and that's coming into the team as undoubtedly one of the best midfielders in the world. He controls mm. games, but he controls games in a sort of way that doesn't really fit with what we're doing at times. Yeah, that's a good point. I think, do you buy into this narrative at all about the similarities between this current Liverpool trajectory and the one Klopp had with Dortmund in terms of like the, the effort that it took to topple in this case, City, but in that case, Bayern, has resulted in some sort of mental, physical burnout. And that's why the injuries are coming. Obviously, some of them have been unlucky, like the Thiago one and stuff was obviously yeah. a, a, a contact injury. But what's your thoughts on that? It's a tough one, isn't it? I actually think we were better in eighteen nineteen than we were in nineteen twenty at the actual football side of things, the psychological side of things last season, prior to the lockdown, we were in, phenomenal. We'd go one nil down. And even if there was 10 minutes left, you'd still think we were going to win. And very often we did. Whereas now we go one nil down on 50 minutes. And I think that's it. We're done. The best we're getting to point out of this. And, and that's played true. Um, I, I do think that the psychological pressure has been so significant. Like even after the lockdown, when we came back at the back end of last season, we were shit then as well. For the large part, we battered yeah, Palace true. once, didn't that's we? And yeah, like, we, we kind of limped over the line in the end, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We looked like we were going to smash all sorts of records, and then we just ended up getting there, didn't we? But I, I, I think, yeah, the psychological effect that it's it's had on the players, the, the mentality monsters <laughs> aren't quite the mentality right. monsters anymore. So it seems. I think one of the biggest culprits, seeing as we're doing kind of criticisms at the moment, it has to be raised. I think, which is Bobby Firmino. I, I. I'm almost done with him. I think. I think he's he's, he's reaching thirty now. He's, is he twenty nine? And his performance levels for a good year now have been not good enough in my eyes for for the champions of England. Thoughts? I I love Firmino. He, I absolutely so I. love Firmino. So I. I think the, the the first thing I'd say is I think he's probably our biggest victim of the no fans thing. Firmino's such a showman. Like down to the small details, the flicks, the tricks, which Klopp probably tries to limit him doing, the no look goals, the mad celebrations. He's he's a showman. Like he yeah. thrives on that atmosphere, and I think he he's been affected greatly 
by the the lack of fans. I mean, we we have globally as well. Like mm-hmm. you know, rivals rivals were joking about you know where's atmosphere FC going to be without without fans. And I do um, and we shrugged it off at the time, but I do think it's affected us. Um, but yeah, for me, no. Hard to say, isn't it? Because Brazilian strikers often do fall off a cliff when they enter their thirties. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, it, he still gets in our best eleven for me. There was a time when Yotta was on fire when it looked like he might not. But I would, I would still put him in our best eleven. But for me, that that's a problem. Like the fact that he's still in our best eleven and he's probably not going to get ten league goals this year, and he's starting no. every week for what should be, you know, a title challenging team in England. And for me, that's, unless he's on fire, like he used to be in getting assists and, and, you know, his link up play is good, but his link up play isn't even good at the moment. He's had a couple of decent games recently where his form has been better, but generally speaking, he's been awful this season. Yeah. He's, he's not been at it. It it hasn't helped him that Mane hasn't been at it this season either, which I think has quietly gone under the radar. Um, do you think part of that though is because of Firmino's drop off of form? Because they're so yeah. used to such good service from Firmino. Yeah, I, I think so. I, th- I think Firmino's dip in form affects us enormously. Like yeah. even down to the defending from the front foot. Uh, but I think Absolutely, teams yeah. have a bit of a Firmino plan. The, lo- the last time Firmino bamboozled a team and and you could sell, tell from the manager's instruction that they didn't know what to do with Firmino was watching Eric Dyer against him because Eric Dyer didn't know whether to follow him or stay and he was staying for the first sort of 40 minutes and then started following him um, and Firmino ended up picking his game up um, yeah. and having a score against Tottenham but for the, for the large, you know, for so many of these games that feel like they've played on repeat, the Newcastle, the West Brom, the Southampton, the, the Burnley, the Brighton, they all feel like the same bloody game. And in all of them, it felt like Firmino wasn't even on the pitch. Yeah. And and he's had big chances to win those games. That's that's the thing. It's he not has, like, yeah, going that's, back to that's my point the worrying about, thing. Yeah. Going back to my point about Thiago, do you remember, um, I think it was even, I can't remember what the score was. At. It was either, well, either, it might have been at nil-nil. Anyway, we had a free kick on the sort of left-hand side of their box and it looked like Trent territory. But in the end, Thiago just flicked it over the wall. Dinked it over, yeah. Yeah. It, I, I just felt sorry for him. Because you see all these a, videos of him ball, ball. wasn't it? It was a great ball. And he, he must just think, fuck me, it used to be Lewandowski that would bang these in. <laughs> and, and Firmino was just off the pace. Yeah. It. If that was Salah, that's a goal. It, it, it's, a, it's a minor detail, but... Yeah. Yeah, I... You talk about footballers being on the same wavelengths as one another, and I was really excited to watch Thiago play with Firmino, but that's that's the sort of link between two players that I haven't been as impressed by as I thought I might be. Like You, no. you can tell from the way footballers fizz the ball into their teammates, can't you? Uh, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, City up next. What are you expecting from us? Any any hope? Because I'm, I'm strangely quite hopeful against City. I, I think it's the exact sort of game that we'll raise our game for and give him a hell of a uh, challenge there. What are yeah. you expecting? Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I'm interested I'm interested to see who starts. I, th- I think he's performed admirably considering his level, his, his like, his level, but I, I, I don't really want to see Nat Phillips play against City. Um, I think Jesus will ruin him. So um, would you be frank, like Kabak performed- into the mix? That, that's the issue. I don't know. If Klopp thinks he's ready, then I'd probably be happier to see Kabak's name in the starting lineup. But I'd only be happy to see him there because that means Klopp thinks he's ready, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. It's a worry, isn't it? I, I, I think we need Henderson in the midfield. 
you know, I agree. And this, I agree. This, this is this is this is assuming Fabinho's fit. Yeah, that's I mean, if, worry, if we if we, li- if we if we line up with Alison Becker, Trent, Kabak, Fabinho, Robertson, Henderson, Wijnaldum, Thiago, Mane, Salah, Firmino, I think we'll win. I agree, or at least give them a good game. We'll we'll, we'll score. I think we we'll it'll be a score draw, or we'll win if we line so up with that eleven. But how how right much importance it is on this game? Do you think? Like if I if I flipped it around and said, if we win, do you think we're in? The title chase if we lose what would you take i mean football's so fickle isn't it if we'd beaten brighton last night we'd barely be having this same conversation if we'd beaten brighton last night and then we go and beat city you'd, you'd, we're obviously still in the title race mm-hmm. but it's just city don't look like relenting like there, there would have been a time when city would play against burnley away in, in a midweek fixture and you might have hoped they'd win you just knew you might thought burnley could get something out of it but you just knew city were going to win last night and three lo and behold three minutes in the one up like City are just relentless. The back, the back to that absolutely relentless form. I think, I think that's, that's the key. The difference, though, is that they're scoring early, and it, it just unlocks teams, doesn't it? Our problem, particularly against the low block teams, is that we don't take our chances early on. No, we we re- we, we really struggle with that. They're, I mean, the season City Centurion season, they were one 0 up after five minutes, basically every game. It was a joke. We've even at our pump, we've never really had that sort of feel it, it, I mean last season there were quite a few games that we won by one goal and and yeah. didn't really steamroll teams City, City have it in them to absolutely steamroll teams in a way that we don't really and arguably haven't had on a consistent basis even at our best yeah not not consistent I mean we were well known for starting games fast weren't we but we never really yeah. steamrolled we, we might score sort of one or two particularly in big games would be excellent but yeah I know exactly what you mean they they're a relentless bunch, and even when you're right, that even when we were steamrolling from a points point of view, they were scrappy. A lot of those wins. Um, yeah. So I mean, so if we lose then on Sunday, what would you take? Third, fourth, second, fifth? I mean, based on current mood, and this and this changes frequently, doesn't it? Like I think on December the sixteenth backed up from Drew with City. That that feels like an eternity ago. It was basically a month ago. Um, I think it was, let me have a look. I think it was December 16th. Um, but, you know, what my point is really, that things change at a great, um, significant pace at the moment. My current mood is that I'd take fourth, but then who knows? We could win four on the bounce and, and, we look, and City lose two, let's say, which doesn't look like happening, but it was happening at the start of the season. That you know that 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 could happen and it all changes. I think if you're asking me now, gun to my head, would I take fourth? I'd say yes. I think so too. I think right now we've got to make sure we get Champions League football. That is the prerogative for me. And I worry. I, I think I'm right by saying if we lose to City and results go against us, we could find ourselves as low as seventh or eighth by the time we next play. I'm not Lest- really. We've got about- Leicester after that as well. Yeah. I mean, being seventh affects us psychologically. I'm not really worried about the other teams ahead of us. I don't look at anyone other than City and think they're better than us. Do you? No, but at some point you need to be because the table doesn't lie at the end of the day. And in a one-off game, it's different. I do think we can beat everyone in a one-off game. But ultimately, if we go 10 points behind, even someone like United, who I think are rubbish this year, 10 points when you're off form is a hell of a lot you know, to catch up. Yeah, even uh, well, five I guess points to go when back you're on our, our form. To go back to our positives, it'll it'll be a massive boost having Diogo Yota back. 
I, I think it'll be a massive boost having Navigator back as well, but it's whether he can stay fit. But getting Yotta back in, is I, be I agree that I, I do think that we've done enough. And this is where I go back to the positives of we both said this that we're still in touching distance. I think we've done just about enough to cling to the front runners. That when we do get Cater, Yotta, obviously Fabinho back, hopefully for the City game, Mane back in. Like we, it's not unreasonable to expect us to win five, six, seven, eight games in a row. In which case, a lot will change. So I, I just hope. Like I'd love a draw against City right now to keep us in touching distance. Yeah, and I just hope we're still close enough that even if it's not to title challenge, you know, to get that second spot. That by the time the boys get back, obviously excluding Virgil, Gomez, and Matip, but um, you know we've that gives us an immense amount of firepower that we haven't had for most of the season. Yeah. And, and I mean, there's 17 games left in the league that that's, you know, after 17 games, we were, I don't know exactly where we are, but we would have been in touching distance at the top, if not top. Um, there's 17 games left to play. Like city had a slow start, didn't they? I, I think as strange a comment as this sounds, a huge amount of our season hinges on Ojan Kabak and Ben Davies. If one of those, if one of if one of those that, two that comes in and has a Ruben, a, a Ruben mental dip. thing to say, <laughs> it's a crazy comment. I put a tweet out the other day saying it, it was amidst all this deadline day hype, and I, I was just like, "It's crazy how a year ago I'd never heard of Sven Botman. Now I think our season depends on him." <laughs> uh, <laughs> on, like you know, if, if Kabak and Davies are both shit, <laughs> we're in trouble. <laughs> we can't play Nat Phillips for seventeen more games. I know, I know. I was having a chat with our mate Dowd and uh, he was saying, he said something along the lines of like, I was complaining about the injuries and he was like, ease up. Um, What about that Preston centre-back? You've, you know, you've strengthened at the back. And I said, you're having a fucking laugh, man. (laughs) (laughs) And and I said, you know your shit. It's desperate desperate times when the champions sign some coming from Preston. (laughs) No offence to Preston fans. And he said, come on, mate, I'm putting your leg. leg." But that that does I kind mean, of we swap we showcase gave... like what's going on, isn't it? Yeah, I don't watch anywhere near as much championship football as I used to, or even follow it. But I I haven't even heard of Ben Davies. Did you? Be honest with me. Had you heard no, of Ben Davies? Literally never heard of him. I mean, the fact I that he was basically leaving to go to Celtic on a free, and no other big club was in in sniffing around him. Like, how desperate do you have to be to be the champions of England, and that's your solution? Obviously, we then got Kabat just afterwards but at one stage it did just look like we're going to get Ben Davies and I mean the lad must be laughing like, no, no offence to Ben Davies like fair play to him he's got an absolute dream move there I really just hope we don't really have to use him to be honest yeah I, I mean I don't actually think we will end up using Ben Davies a great deal if at all to be honest in the league um, <laughs> they look like a moment where Klopp might chuck him on up top against uh, Brighton the other night but cool yeah, <laughs> Stephen Colker style. I, I don't think we'll be using Ben Davies a great deal, but Kabak's the one. Like, like we said earlier in the pod, we, would, we were chasing him for a significant fee last summer. Um, he comes with a good report um, from David Wagner, doesn't he? Klopp's mate, he was Schalke coach. Um, I think, you know, if, if Kabak's a player, if Kabak comes in and, and actually makes us more solid than playing with Henderson and Fabinho, which he will globally if he's if he's half decent, you know. Because like you say, you get Henderson and Fabinho back in the midfield. I think it, it's just really important that Ozan Kabak's good. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of pressure on the young lad, isn't it? 
It is. He Especially looks, he when looks he's like not a, a permanent lad. deal as well. Like He's got he look, a lot to play for himself. Uh, he looks like a potential mentality monster, though, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> like, he does. Or oh, just looks fucking nutter. Because he's been banned he, for five games for spitting, hasn't he? So, so I looked into this because I, I didn't like it when I first heard about it. But he he's adamant that he was just sort of spitting in frustration and he didn't mean to spit at someone. Um, which is, sounds been very, sort of very Suarez esque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably be wearing t shirts in support of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, fair play to the lad. But I mean, God, if you get done for accidentally splitting, how stupid do you need to be? But yeah. I know. So, he, yeah, he, he's got some good numbers and stuff. Like he wins a great, significant proportion of aerial duels and. Um, just to go a little bit of stats on it, he he looks like he, he ticks the boxes in those senses. He does, I must admit, he does give me reckless Dejan Lovren vibes. But yeah, same, same. Yeah, I, I was sort of pot committed on DJ Kaleta Carr um, when it came to deadline day, but but in hind, you know, on reflection, I think I'm I'm all right with Ozan Kabak. He he seems to have the sort of profile in terms of the uh, you know all all the attributes that you need to be a decent centre back. He's absolutely obsessed with Van Dijk, um, so hopefully he plays <laughs> this game in, in hopes of potentially getting that permanent move and playing alongside him. Um, it just it's just so important that he's good. It really. Are, is. are you okay with Kavak if we don't sign anyone in the summer? Because I was listening we, to Carragher talk about it, and he was saying that because of the financial situation, it's not guaranteed that we're going to go out and spend 60, 70 million. And the ideal situation is obviously Kabat's good enough to tie us over until Matip, Verge and Gomez are back. I mean, yeah, the ideal situation is that Ozan Kabat's brilliant and we get him for 18 million in the summer. That's the ideal situation. It's, it's you know, we haven't set ourselves that far back if he's not that good, aside from potentially not succeeding this season. Mm. Because, you know, small loan fee we just, and we just go again and we, we we will sign a centre-back in the summer whether it's him or someone of a, you know who fits the profile more appropriately the difficulty with the summer is we need a striker and we probably need a backup keeper and we're going to need to sign a centre-back so we're, we're going to have to spend a lot in the summer Agreed Agreed I think so, the striker is the big one for us we've got to go big for a proper number nine in my opinion Oh man, we've, we've said this for years to be fair to provide backup to Firmino but I think the case now is that we need a starter up there with him. Well, Klopp's never really bought a striker, has he? No. He's it's never just, really bought us a striker. Yeah. But, I mean, surely yeah. players like Divock Origa are not going to last until next season. I, I, I mean, we can absolutely wave goodbye to fantasies of Haaland or Mbappe if we don't get in the Champions League. But whilst whilst we're still competing at the top end, those possibities do remain possibilities. They, admittedly, they get slimmer and slimmer the worse we are form this yeah. season but they, they do remain possibilities we're still an absolutely elite football club and I, I think we'll have a decent Champions League run which could start with this buy against Leipzig we haven't even talked about this have you seen this yeah that's it's bizarre isn't it I mean it's not a buy from both ties though is it I thought it was only the first no leg. no so um, some spokesperson from I've got it here some spokesperson from RB said uh, of course we're in talks with the authorities UEFA and Liverpool on Monday we applied for an entry permit for the team from Liverpool we were waiting for feedback um, but it looks like now that they've been denied Liverpool have been denied entry for Germ- to Germany for the Champions League game so they have until the 8th to find a neutral venue which if they don't they'll have to forfeit the game and I think it goes in our favour and I think we win 3-0 so unless it goes tits up for us at Anfield, we're probably through if that if that happens. 
Interesting. But I mean, surely they'll find a neutral venue, like Switzerland they'll, or they'll, somewhere they'll like that. They'll definitely find a neutral venue. But imagine that. It would be it would be a bit sickening if they're... Well, bittersweet, at least, if we got the bye, because everyone was saying that they won't give us up a Meccano just because we're playing them next in the Champions League. No, no. <laughs> well, yeah, fingers crossed. Obviously, there's still a lot to play for this season. But I guess let's, let's just finish with uh, your score prediction for City then. Oh, mate. Score draw or Liverpool win? I do. Can I can I can I answer when I see the starting lineup? I think Absolutely if we field a, if, if we if we field the eleven we fielded against Brighton they'll spank us. But and I don't think I've ever predicted us to lose on this podcast. But uh, oh god, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll be filled with so much more hope if Yotta and Kater are on the bench and if we start a, a decent eleven. Mane, Fabinho both in the eleven. Well, Yotta's definitely not going to be on the bench. Klopp said he's really? still two two three weeks off. I didn't do my research, did I? Um, I'm going to say one one, and I'll be I'd, all right with it. Yeah, I'd be I'd be well happy with that. To be fair, I'd, I'll also say one one as well then, and be chuffed with it. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about I don't know about chuffed. I'd be chuffed if we played them off the park. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair. Well, anything but a loss for me would would keep us in touching distance. I I do just really get a real like sense of foreboding that we're gonna once we slip down to fifth or sixth it could be a real rut for us yeah it could be horrible couldn't it we've got some massive games coming up as well we have we've got we've got city then leicester then leipzig then everton then Sheffield united it's a it's a, a big five games coming up there's nothing to say we can't win all five but then on current form you wouldn't fancy us to win any of them no well, I mean, at least on the on the plus side, that gives us a lot to talk about on the red debate. So uh, on that note, we should probably wrap yeah. up. But um, yeah, <laughs> we'll be back shortly and uh, there's going to be plenty to talk about, I'm sure. Thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers. <laughs>